Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here. For the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. You can catch this show live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, or on demand anytime you want. Just go to your podcast, search Full-Time Fantasy, hit subscribe. You can get notifications whenever our new episode is uploaded, and it's usually right after the live show. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis and on the gram at Aaron88. Also tweeted this out earlier today, but for all you Wu-Tang Clan fans, check out the Showtime documentary of Mikes and Men. It is on demand now. They air new episodes on Friday, but you can catch all four on demand. So I uh, wrapped that up yesterday. A really good series uh, showing the how they are, are the origin of Wu-Tang Clan and some of the things that they went through over the years. So uh, big fans of them. So check that out. You can also check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Got a look at the stock watch. And I don't know about you guys, but... I see some of these stock watches, and people put players that are, like, hurt or sent to the minor leagues. Like, what is the point of that? Like, we know their stock is down. They lost their job, or they're hurt. Like, do you need me to tell you if someone goes on the injured list, their stock is down? Like, so I don't do that. What I try to do is players who are struggling, and their stock is obviously down, and then I tell you, okay, there's concerns here, and you need to move on, or... Stay patient or buy low. Like, I think that's what helps. Like, why would I put Colin McHugh in a stock down? Doesn't everyone realize that? (laughs) I mean, clearly his stock is down. He's out of the starting rotation. He's in the bullpen. So in some leagues, he might still have some value. But why am I going to waste space writing that Colin McHugh's stock is down? Do you need me to tell you that? Maybe some of you do. I don't know. But I'm giving you guys a lot of credit. I think you're pretty smart. So I don't do that. But I, I see these... Like a guy, Garrett Hampson, stock down. Really? He got sent out of the minor leagues. What else do I need to know? Clearly his stock is down for now. He's not going to play every day. And it might be a month or two before he's up. But I don't know. They always, I kind of sit there and I'm just like, well, really? This is what we have for stock down? To me, it should be utilized in a way to help the reader in terms of buying low, staying patient on the player. So uh, no Colin McHugh, no Garrett Hampson, no players that are hurt. I mean, even two weeks ago, people probably put Malik Smith. Now, Malik Smith has been called up. So we knew that was going to happen. He went down to the minor leagues and tore it up. And Malik Smith is all about stolen bases. Uh, I, I just don't like those players, man, because they only help in that category. And I understand it's a category that is scarce and it's hard to find steals, but I'm not paying. Now, we went over this yesterday. Doc was talking about a draft Champions League where Malik Smith went in the sixth round. It's absurd. I mean, he went in front of... Who was it? It was oh, oh, in front of George Springer. Like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, man. So 
Malik Smith was someone as I had a bust before the air, but he can help you out now, at least in the stolen base category, especially if he can get back up in the leadoff spot. But uh, there's limitations on a player like that. We have more power. So while he helps in that stolen base category, the lack of home runs and RBIs are a real problem. But check out the stock watch. And I, you know, I don't, I try to give players that are hot waiver wire pickups or under the radar players. Like I try to avoid the Bryce Harpers and things like that. I don't know if that's really going to help you. So if it's a big name that's struggling real bad and people are talking about it and looking to bail, then I'll write about him. But try to give you some more uh, middle tier players instead of elite players and the obvious answers. I just don't think that helps. So you could check that out. Sean Childs continues his expanded team outlooks as he looks at the Cincinnati Bengals. AFC East is complete. And Dr. Otto takes a look at the Jets situation after the news yesterday. They let the GM go. And don't forget, playffwc.com. We have our $35 fantasy football starter league drafts. They're slow drafts, and they're a lot of fun. And you can win money. And especially now, you know, a lot of people are like, it's May. Why are you even thinking about football? Just like anything, the more prep you do, the better. So, you know, I'll compare it to running a marathon. You just don't wake up and run a marathon. You got to train for it. So, you know, now's the time to start thinking about fantasy football, and especially if you have players that you like a lot that uh, people are not catching upon yet. Now's the time to get them at value because you know what happens when we, once we start talking about this a lot in July and August, and especially during uh, camp and the preseason. We see players shoot up ADP boards. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's example last year, he was a guy going late second round, probably around this time, mid-second round. All of a sudden, we got to the high-stakes leagues, and he was going as high as 7-8 overall. So you did the early draft last year. Maybe you came away with Zeke McCaffrey, and you know that puts you in a great spot to win one of these uh, best ball leagues. So it's good prep. Like I don't do mock drafts anymore. I do these best ball drafts. So you can go now, 4-hour clock, 35 bucks. And win money. Great payouts. 95% payouts. So make sure you check it out. PlayFFWC.com as well as Dynasty Drafts and a lot more. Uh, let's take a look. We, we have several, four games this afternoon and we have several injuries already. Uh, Anibal Sanchez left his start today due to hamstring discomfort. He clearly looked uncomfortable and asked for the trainer. So he's probably going to wind up on the injured list. Eric Fetty replaced him today, so maybe he's a possibility to go in the rotation. Sanchez, obviously, has been a big disappointment so far this year, coming off a really good year last year, uh, but he has not lived up to expectations. So not really a huge loss for fantasy owners unless you're in an NL-only league. Uh, but, again, he was hurting you more than helping so far. As we talked about before, Michael Conforto left today's game with an injury. He took a shoulder to the face from Robinson Cano as he was trying to track down a fly ball in shallow right field. Uh, he was definitely slow to get up, looked a little groggy. You could see him saying that he was fine, but the Mets took the cautious approach, and he came out of the game, so Keon Broxton replaced him in right field. The Mets also had Jeff McNeil leave today's game with abdominal tightness, and he's obviously been great for the Mets this year, hitting for a high average, um, not showing much power, but certainly uh, something to keep an eye on there. So a couple injuries for the Mets today. As we mentioned, Malik Smith is back. Uh, he had 10 games at AAA and hit 333 with a homer and seven stolen bases. So, obviously, the steals are going to be there for him as long as he gets that playing time, which I think he should. Uh, the Mets will not go back to Wilmer Font. I wonder why that was an experiment that failed. No one could have seen that coming. Uh, but Jason Vargas is going to go on a rehab start on Sunday at AA Binghamton. 
and the Mets still are not sure about Steven Matz. He could potentially pitch over the weekend, and then uh, they could go with Drew Gagnon to replace Wilmer Font. So the lack of depth in the rotation certainly a major concern for the Mets right now. Trey Turner is going to be or should be activated off the injured list tomorrow. Uh, he played nine innings on consecutive days in the minor leagues, and he worked out with the team today in Washington. So it sounds like he could be back tomorrow, which is huge news. Trey Turner was off to a really good start uh, with the power, the stolen bases. And, uh, you know, especially if you drafted Turner three, four, five overall, uh, you were banking on a ton of stolen bases. And uh, he was off to the hot start and then missed some time. So good news there for his fantasy owners uh, looking to uh, get him back. He should be back there in the lineup uh, tomorrow. Obviously, uh, big news today is the call-up of Brendan Rodgers. So what a week it's been for prospects. And, you know, mentioned this on Twitter. I mean, this is – I'm calling this the strip club fab week, man, because you guys are going to make it rain. I think a lot of people are not going to have a lot of fab money left after this week. We're going to see some huge bids for these prospects. I mean, what a week. We haven't even seen Jordan Alvarez called up yet for Houston. Imagine that happens in the next day or two. Wow. Uh, it could be an even more epic waiver wire weekend. But we know Keston Hira, uh, Corbin Martin. Remember, he was not available in the NFBC last week. In Yahoo, he's about 41% owned right now. Austin Riley getting the call up, and he homered yesterday. So Oscar Mercado, Nicky Lopez. I mean, we got a ton of guys who are getting the call up. So Brendan Rodgers, I uh, got to think that he is going to play every day. It would be my guess. Now, Trevor Story did leave last night's game with a knee injury. They're calling it a bruised knee. He said he's fine and will play Friday. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but either way, Ryan McMahon has just been quiet. Garrett Hampson already set down. So there's no need to call up a 22-year-old and not play him. But as I mentioned before, it's the Rockies, and they do these weird things like this. But Rodgers was crushing it at AAA. And remember, at AAA this year, they're using the same ball as they do in the major leagues. So you're going to see a lot of these home run numbers probably be up. And also, especially for the Rockies, they play in a lot of hitter-friendly parks, including the PCL there at AAA. Rodgers, 356, 421, 644 slash line with nine home runs in 35 games at AAA this year. Now, he does have the ability to steal, even though he hasn't attempted a steal this year. But he had 12 last year between AA and AAA. So you got to think that Rodgers is going to get the opportunity to play every day. So that's another name to add to the waiver wire this weekend. And uh, it'll definitely be wild out there. Um, you know, one player that we haven't really talked about a bunch, and again, not the type of player that I like to have, but you didn't have to draft this guy. You could have got him off the waivers, and I, and I didn't get him anywhere. But someone that's helping out in the steals category is Jared Dyson. Uh, he had two more steals yesterday, and that, again, doesn't fit the profile of a player I like to have on my roster. Now, if it's off waivers and I'm good in power and you know, I could use the stolen bases, sure, because um, he's getting the playing time right now and uh, performing very well. We've seen Dyson in part-time play over the years put up uh, big stolen base numbers, and he actually has three home runs this year, which is a lot for him. He scored 21 runs. He's hitting 290. He's got 11 stolen bases. You know, we saw uh, 30 steals from him in 107 games in 2016, 28 in 111 games in 2017. Now, it really depends, though, on the rest of your roster. I mean, you pretty much have to have power bats all around him. 
because you're not going to get much power or RBIs. But, you know, he is a guy you can plug in and get uh, an uptick in stolen bases. But overall, he's not a good hitter. A lot of ground ball outs. He doesn't hit the ball hard, so you have to keep that in mind. So I think while he's going well right now, you can get him in there. But not sure if you uh, can count on him long term. But for now, he can help you move up the standings. Uh, Elvis Andrews was placed on the injury list yesterday. This is unfortunate. It was a hamstring injury. I think I did see a report that said it would be the minimal time, but hamstring injuries are tricky. And Andrews was off to a really good start this year. And, you know, you are counting on him, too, for stolen bases. And you always worry about a player going on the injury list because of a hamstring. And then coming back, you know, does he get the red light for a little bit? I mean, Andrews had eight stolen bases this year. He was hitting 325, six homers, 26 RBIs, and 25 runs. One of the best value shortstops. Ten stolen base attempts already. So you got to hope as Andrews owner, and I do have him in a couple leagues, that this isn't a serious hamstring injury and he's able to come back and run because that's what we're counting on there. And he's been one of the best values at shortstop, which, again, is a pretty deep position. So tough break there. And Willie Calhoun was called up and two for five with two RBIs and a home run yesterday. Also doing well today. But I mentioned before, I'm just not sure if he's going to get the opportunity to play every day. Now, if you hit, you get in there. We've seen that before. You get called up. Uh, but defense is a question mark for him. He is in left field today. But, you know, they got Joey Gallo. He's going to play every day. Nomar Mazzara, who I don't love, but, you know, I don't think he's a guy they're going to sit. Hunter Pence, who's hit well down. Maybe Hunter Pence, you know, only gets in there against lefties. Certainly possible. But they recently said they were going to play Pence, you know, every day. And you got Shinsu Chu, who's done well. So we have seen two days in a row with Calhoun, but you have to understand that when you're comparing him to some of the other prospects that were called up, in my mind, he doesn't have the clearest path to at-bats. As much as we want to see him play every day and we see these guys get called up, I'm just not sure where where is he going to play. It's not like these other guys are not performing. You know, Chu is... Had a good year. He's hitting 288. We know he gets on base. Maybe they sit him against some lefties, but something to keep in mind. But obviously, we have a few more days. I mean, he could tear it up over the next few days and then see a boost in his stock uh, over the weekend. Uh, speaking of steals, Adalberto Mondesi, man, two more steals yesterday. He's up to 15 on the year and hitting 281. So, you know, I, I missed out on him. You know, I thought about taking him in one of my final drafts, but it was a little bit conservative. But, man, he is uh, living up to expectations. Kenta Maeda, I keep talking about these Dodgers pitchers, man. I said it before the year. I'm going to invest in all of them. The only ones that I did was Kershaw and Walker Buehler, and that's because they were going early. But this was the Kenta Maeda I expected to see. I mean, he was ridiculous last night. And I don't even know why he was pulled. His pitch count was in the 80s. I mean, come on, man. And the Dodgers almost lost that game. I mean, Kenley Jansen ran into some trouble in the ninth. He did get out of it, but... I understand you're trying to protect your pitchers, but Maeda was cruising, man. I don't know why you took him out. Six and two-thirds scoreless innings, three hits, no walks, and 12 strikeouts. And now all of a sudden that ERA is sitting at 3-5-1. And, you know, I've always been a huge Keta Maeda fan. have him in several leagues and 1.19 whip. So he got off to a little bit of an unlucky start. He wasn't allowing a lot of hard contact. The walks were a little bit up. This guy's a good pitcher. And, yeah, he might spend a, a stint or two on the DL. And he did look a little banged up after one of his at-bats, but uh, didn't look to be anything serious. But he's getting the swings and misses. He's throwing a lot more first-pitch strikes. He's on a really good team. So uh, definitely a big fan of Maeda. Uh, we also saw Eduardo Rodriguez, man. I liked him yesterday. This was kind of one of those 
unlucky performances because he was pretty dominant. And then in the sixth inning, he ran into some trouble and he loaded the bases. It was 5-2 at the time. The relievers came in and allowed all the runs on base to score. So just like that, he went from six innings, two runs to 10 Ks to six innings, five earned runs. And the ERA is at 4-8-9, and he wound up getting a no decision. So kind of a tough loss there. And Glaber Torres with a big day for the Yankees yesterday. Three for eight with three home runs, hitting 290 with eight home runs on the season. So he's done a nice job, as well as Domingo Homeron. Seven innings, one run, eight strikeouts now with a 2.41 ERA, man. And uh, kind of wish I had him on more teams. He was definitely someone I targeted late, but it was one of those situations where Kind of waited a little bit too long at times, thinking he would slip, and it didn't happen. When we return, we'll talk more baseball. I'll be joined by Greg Jewett of FantasyAlarm.com. Next, this is Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever bet on the Little League World Series? One year I did, yes. When Boynton Beach here in South Florida was, uh, was trying to make it to the finals. Yeah, exactly. Hello. They're doing your civic duty. Don't say, I don't give back. I betted for a few years. They stopped taking bets on it because, I don't know, people bitched and stuff. But once again, like, shut up, man. It's on ABC, all right? So what, I can't make money off it, but ESPN can with your ads? Like a lot of people profiting off those 12-year-olds. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener's discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, you can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com, and head on over to playffwc.com. Hop in a $35 best ball fantasy football draft right now. Slow draft, four-hour clock, and 95% payout. So make sure you head on over there and check it out right now. Talking some baseball right now and bringing in my man, Greg Jewett, fantasyalarm.com. Greg, what's going on? I'm much. How are you, Adam? Pretty good. Uh, some news here for those in deeper formats. The Blue Jays have sent Teoscar Hernandez down to AAA. He's really struggled this year, so people in AL only leagues probably have him. I think in a lot of mixed league, he was let go. And uh, Heimer Candelario also sent down by the Tigers last night. So a couple guys sent down to the minor leagues. But 
Greg, this is just going to be a wild week in fab. I'm sure you play in a lot of leagues like myself where it's just Sunday night and we just keep getting these young players called up. It was Brendan Rodgers today. I mean, I'm waiting for Jordan Alvarez to be called up by Houston. I mean, that would make it an even more wild weekend. But uh, do, you, do you have a lot of fab money left? Because it's going to take some money to get these guys. And uh, who's the guy that you like the most of all these players that could be available this weekend? Uh, see, that's going to be funny because I think almost everyone's going to have different needs. Um, I still have uh, I have just about 500 in both the TGFBI and the OC, so I can I can target. I think what I'm going to try and do is just pick one. Um, I haven't gone through the rosters fully to decide which one I'm going to go for, but you also want to try and take somebody that you think is going to stick the rest of the season. So... Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards a couple of guys. It just it really depends. One team does need speed, so I'm thinking about Nicky Lopez being my focus guy. But at the same time, do I just spend less and get somebody like Jared Dyson, who's stolen four bases over the last three days? So, you know, I know the fab's going to be flying this weekend. It's really going to depend. Maybe Austin Riley, because I just can't see Atlanta setting them down. But who knows what they're going to do with that outfield, too. Yeah, it is uh, something to sort through because you want to try and figure out guys that are going to get the playing time. And uh, as we've seen, if these prospects struggle, teams will send them down. But let's uh, look at each of them. Keston Hura, uh, obviously everyone pretty excited about him. Uh, good numbers in the minor league. Second baseman there for the Brewers, hitting sixth or seventh in a very good lineup. Now, Travis Shaw has been a good player over the last couple of years, and he's been awful this year. They put him on the injured list. Does Hura have a path to being the second baseman for the rest of the year? And would that put him high up on your fab bids this weekend? See, I have a little trepidation. I know some people are big on him, and he does have a tremendous hit tool. Um, I'm just worried. And it's nice, too, because he had 11 home runs and four stolen bases in AAA before he got called up. So he gives you a little bit of everything, which is better than having somebody like Nicky Lopez that I said that pretty much is going to be a speed-only guy. Ah. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with Hira, but both of the teams I was talking about with you, um, I'm okay at second base and middle infield, so that's not really a need. So I'll probably let somebody else spend on him, but I, I do like the bat. Uh, I am with you. I'm kind of curious to see what happens with Shaw if he goes down, finds his swing, or fixes whatever was going on there. You know, he he, he just hit too many, what, 30-plus home runs the last two years. I'm going to have a hard time believing Milwaukee's just going to sell him up the river. Now, you bring up a good point. You're saying, in, and it does come down to league specifics, I agree, and it, it's need. That's why I was saying before when people ask me, like, rank these guys, like, I really can't help you there because each player has a different skill set, and we are to the point of the season where you should be looking at what you need. Uh, and mm -hmm. Maybe in some situations you just need, you know, you don't have a specific deficiency and you just want to pick up a good player. But in the situation you referred to where you said, you know, I really kind of don't need Keston here. I have other needs. Will you still put in a, a modest bid on him? Probably not, just because the, the FOB, I want to have, I think people are going to be spending in the triple digits on a lot of these guys, and I'm going to want to have some FOB to be able to make adjustments, you know, midseason. Injuries, injuries aren't going away. We see just that today with, Conforto leaving the game early, running in the Canoes. I mean, stuff's going to happen, and I have Conforto in a couple of different spots. I mean, I don't want to leave my roster strapped and not be able to add somebody in late July if I need to make a push in a category. 
Now, with that being the case, you said you have around 500. Who did you spend big on, and have they hit? Was it were there bad spends? Like what happened uh, with that fab that you spent in those leagues? It wasn't really big. Like in the TGFBI, I think we spoke one time on air. I had speculated on closers. Um, I bid like 75 or 80 to get Naris. I did get Brazier at that point, but I had to let him go. I actually got Gibbons for $30 to replace him. You know, saves have been scarce for him, but he's been a lot better lately. Um, so it's been more – I haven't spent over 100 on any player. It's just been filling a need. I had a couple of injuries in spots, so I was grabbing guys just to make sure that I got them. I missed out on Hunter Dozier early in the season in the TGFBI, but I got him to replace – uh, always helped fill in for Aaron Judge when he was on that power surge when Aaron went out on the DL. So I, I've been doing more stuff like that, guys, in the in the 60 to 80 range. Nothing nothing super crazy. I don't know how things have been going for you. Um, TGFBI, I've actually done well despite injuries. I was actually number one overall for a while, but that was weeks ago. But I'm second or third in the league. Uh, and I think I have like seven-something left. My actually biggest deficiency is saves. Because uh, I drafted mm-hmm. Cody Allen reluctantly when I knew he sucked. I mean, I, I don't know why I did it. <laughs> it was one of those things where you're drafting, and you're like, yeah. well, he has the job. So right. I drafted him and Hunter Strickland. And then, obviously, Strickland got hurt. I got rid of him. Once Cody went on the injuries, I said, I'm not wasting my time. I cut him. I picked up uh, Rowenis Elias, and I was like, okay. And then he came into the third inning over the weekend. So I said, all right, I'm putting him on the bench. And, of course, he gets a seven-out save a couple nights ago on my bench. <laughs> But I did get Steve Ciszek for forty three bucks. I don't know, yeah. like, and I and I said this at the time, and I got people who can verify it. Like, I was surprised that people were spending more on Chris Martin than Steve Ciszek. And I'm not saying Ciszek's a lock to keep the job, but I wrote this article a couple weeks ago about Hansel Robles. I'm like, and I think this is a, a problem in the fantasy industry. We all have this idea: this guy's the better pitcher. So with the Angels, everyone's like, mm-hmm. Ty Butchery's the better pitcher. He had four saves last year. He's closed before. Hansel Robles sucks. People remember with the Mets. And I agree with all that. But that's not how you evaluate who's going to close. I, w- I wrote an article and I looked and I said, look, the way they are using Hansel Robles, they want him to be the guy. Whether you agree with it or not, that's a pattern they're mm-hmm. showing. So I put my bids Robles higher than Buttry. And I did the same thing with Ciszek this past week. I looked and I'm like, all right, they brought him in. Uh, there was a game where it was the top of the ninth. Uh, they yep. brought in the lefty to lead it off. Cisek came in, and the run came around to score, but you know he didn't put the runner on base. But it was a tie game. Okay, he's the closer. They gave him the save situation Sunday night. Now, I know the Fab ran at 10, and I think the save was after, but I had my bids in before because I was like, he's the experienced guy? And looking at the pattern, they're going with Cisek. They can tell me they're not naming anyone in bullpen committee. Based on what they're doing, to me, it, le- it leads to Cisek. So... I think that's where people miss sometimes. Like, we all want a certain guy, but you got to look at yep. what the team's telling you, and it, it might not work out. Butchery might get the most saves the rest of the year, and I could be totally wrong. But I need to worry about now what the team is telling us. So I thought Ciszek was not – I thought he was – I got him $23 in tout, 43 and this is a guy that might get saves for the next month potentially. Yep, and it's because he's not sexy, and we have our preconceived notions and – I remember the last time I was on with you, I, I agreed with you and said that Robles was the arm to add in the Angels' bullpen, just as you were saying. It, you know, you got to look at how the teams are using them. And it looks like the Angels, like Butchery, being able to be in the setup or that, you know, extinguisher role to go in when they want them to. And he had a two-inning you know, hold the other day so they can save Robles for the ninth. 
you know, and, and we want people to do certain things and we draft them to do that, but you have to, you have to see their roles and what's going on with these teams. And again, you know, Jared Dyson's not sexy and no one wants to go out and add him. But like I said, he, he had two stolen bases last night and two stolen bases the, the, the game before that when he was starting. I mean, you know, Jared Dyson always gets hurt and he has moments, but when he's in the lineup facing right-handers, he's running with reckless abandon right now. So why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, talking to Greg Jewett, FantasyLearn.com. Now, one guy I did miss out on was Luke Jackson. And, man, uh, yep. he's been good in the area of 205, and they've given him two saves in a row of two innings. Uh, it looks like – There's no one there they trust. Right. I mean, so, I, look, I don't know if they're going to go the Craig Kimbrell route. Uh, that should probably happen for a team, you know, once they don't have to give up the draft picks in several weeks. But uh, is Luke Jackson someone that could hold this job for the rest of the year? It, as you said, you know, if they sign Kimbrell, no, because they'll put him in there. But, you know, I I actually added him in the, in the uh, online championship. I grabbed him because – I was waiting for saves. You know, Giles was kind of in a rut, and Jose Alvarado hasn't had a save in a month. They've been going to Castillo more as much as there's been like three times it's lined up to be Alvarado, and then the, the Rays either tack on a run or something happens, and he doesn't get the save chance, and it's just been frustrating. I mean, he's still going to get some saves, but we know that's a shared opportunity, so I needed to get some, so I added Jackson to that team like two weeks ago for only 20 bucks, and that's been so far a terrific investment, but, you know, it's hard to be on the closers two weeks early, but you know if you're if you're doing your diligence once in a while, you, you get one of those stars to stick. And I had that with Jackson. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the best way to do it, and it's easier to say that. But you don't want to go out there and spend one sixty, and the guy is not the closer. I'd rather take the shots, mm-hmm. fifteen, twenty, thirty bucks, and this way, if it doesn't work out, okay, I didn't invest too much, and that's what I did with Hector Neris. I had him. Yep. I had him on like three teams before he got the job. Just kind of reading between the lines, saying, "Look, Robertson's been garbage." Then he went on the injured list. Dominguez, who I thought could close before the year, just hasn't looked good. And although it's weird, though, like the other the other night, so yeah, Pat Neesha and Neris <laughs> hadn't pitched in like a while. Like what? Gabe Kapler, man. <laughs> like it, it's and a lot of managers are doing this. You talked about Tampa now. Jose Alvarado is really good, and oh, yeah. he's barely got. And then he saves. Diego Castillo got it yesterday. So what do you do if you're a Jose Alvarado, Alvarado owner in a weekly league? Do you just keep running him out there? Uh, like, like, what do you do? And even Diego Castillo. So I picked Castillo up in a league a couple weeks ago, and I don't even know if I can run him out there every week because I have Brad Hand, who's an automatic, and Hector mm-hmm. Neris, who is not an automatic, I guess, based on what we've seen. But, like, what do you do with these Tampa relievers? I mean, people picked up Pagan, but I don't think he's going to get me saves. But – if you have Castillo Alvarado in a weak league, what do you do? Do you just leave each of them in there? Yeah, well, the nice thing is, is that you get good ratios and strikeouts with them. So, you know, if he's in there and he doesn't get a save, it doesn't kill you. But, of course, we want them in there for the saves. I think if you own either one of them, you, you keep them in there or you just hold them and you're you're adding people like Jackson or a Chishek, whoever is going to be coming up that pops up to get saves. I wouldn't drop either one of them just because in case something happens and one of them gets to roll exclusively, you'll definitely want them on your roster. But it's been like boom or bust. So you, you might see a week where Alvarado gets three and then everybody's going to run right back to get them. And hopefully you held on to them and you're not chasing because the hardest thing to do in fantasy is chase the production from the week past, not the week coming. That is definitely true. You want to be ahead of the curve and 
get those numbers before it's too late because a lot of times you'll see the guy on fire for a couple weeks. You wait, you pick him up, and then you get him when he cools off. Uh, Willie Calhoun was called up in – was talking about him earlier in the show. When you look at him compared to a lot of the prospects that were called up, I'm not sure where the path to playing time is. Now, I know he started yesterday and he had a home run. He's in the lineup today playing left field, two for four, two RBIs. And we know if a guy hits, he'll stay in the lineup. But where are they at bats? They have Hunter Pence, who's been on fire. Shinsu Chu's had a good year. I'm not a huge Nomar Mazzara fan, but he's young. They're not going to bench him. Joey Gallo, so... Oh my God! And as I say that, Willie Calhoun just home. I was, I was just going to say that that that's kismet because I was watching on my TV with the split screen. I've got the Brewers game on one side and the Royals game on the other. He just homered as you said that. Well, okay. Like, well, then again, so his fat price just went up. Uh, but this honestly, this is going to be an insane week because we could mm-hmm. we could sit here and say whatever we want. People see these guys producing in the home runs; their price goes up, and maybe it's not you or me. And maybe the people listening be like, I'm not going to spend all that money. People will. The fat budgets are going to empty this week. There might be no money left after this weekend. But, okay, he homered again today. Obviously, if he continues to hit, they'll find him in. But, like, you see my point, though. Like, where, where are the at-bats coming from? Well, that's the thing. Because he's, he, he's always been all bat, no glove. That's kind of been the, the thing working against him. Is that he's not a very good defensive player. He's not a good second baseman. He's really not that good in the outfield. You kind of need him to DH, but they've got Chu in that role. I mean, Gallo in center field, God, I love his power. I just don't want him to get hurt playing out in that in center field in Texas when it's 90-something degrees in July. So I, I, I don't know. I, I want to think that they're going to find ways to get him in the lineup, but he, it's going to be difficult, especially with Guzman back and playing first base. So, you know, it, yeah, you're, the price is going to go up. I mean, he was supposed to. He was projected to hit 30 home runs last year by Steamer. I mean, we know the power is legit, and he can hit for average. It's just a matter of the playing time issues that you alluded to. I mean, I'd be willing to take a shot on him, but I would probably use him as a backup bid, not the primary. Yeah, this. I mean, look, they they brought him up and hit him second in both games, mm-hmm. so that's definitely promising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've recently said that they want to play Pence more now. Choose the guy who's sitting today. Um, and but he's been good. I know it was against the right-hander, so maybe it's because you know he's a little bit older. Day game after the night game, but I'm just I'm not sure what they're going to do. And I know we can sit here and say, look, if a guy hits, they're going to play. Sure, uh, can they just maybe they can rotate and give each guy a day off? I mean, Pence is older. You don't need to play Pence every day. Uh, Chu could Chu could sit against a tough left-hander. So I guess it is possible that they kind of just maybe what the Seattle was doing earlier with Vogelbach and all those guys, where they kind of just rotate. Mm-hmm. It until an injury happens, maybe. I, I guess it's possible. Yeah, and then you've got Malik Smith who just got called back up for the Mariners. So you want to, again, that's somebody somebody who got dropped probably in a lot of leagues, not necessarily the higher stake ones, but if he was, I picked him up in my head to head league on Sunday, just thinking, you know what, if he gets back up, that's going to help me in stolen bases when he's in there. And here he is back in Seattle. So we'll see what happens with that one, too. If you had a vote today for the Hall of Fame, would you say yes to Tommy LaStella? <laughs> Hall of Fame, no, but it's amazing. He's got more home runs already this year than he has in his five previous seasons in the majors combined. That's just an amazing thing. I don't know if he's on a Brady Anderson type year or he's just going to have one year outlier, but uh, if, if you're riding him, you're enjoying it right now because he's been hitting like 360 over the last 20 games. Yeah, I guess that's what you got to do at this point, right? Is just enjoy the ride. 
or yep. unless, unless someone overwhelms you in a trade, and, and I doubt it at this point. So uh, I'm just pissed off because I had Listella and the remember that weekend he was hurt? And, yeah, that's so funny. I did the same thing. I and dropped him, too. Yeah, because yep, I, I had, dropped him, too. I didn't want to take a zero because I had all injured players on the bench, so I couldn't risk it. And then, of course, next week, last week, he went for like 70, 80 bucks, which I didn't have because I got like four something from all the injuries. So it, it, we have, sometimes I've said it, you have these leagues where nothing goes right for you. And most of my leagues have been really good this year, but that one league, nothing is going right. And it happens to all of us when you play in multiple leagues. And it sucks. I had Jose Martinez in that league. Injuries, he wasn't playing every day. I dropped him and I said, I know he's going to wind up playing every day. A week later, he winds up playing every day. So we've all been there. But Greg, always oh, yeah. good talking to you, man. And uh, we will talk again sometime soon. You too. Thanks as always, Adam. Good to talk. That's Greg Jewett. Find him at FantasyAlarm.com. When we come back, we'll look at the live action from the afternoon and take a look at some lineups for the slate tonight here on on Full-Time Fantasy. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Morning after. I take Giannis over 11 and a half rebounds. Winner. I am now 4 0 in this game, Joe. My favorite team is winning game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Fast forward to about 57 minutes uh, later, and uh, basically, um, I'm in need of uh, psychiatric uh, help uh, for depressional needs. The ups and downs of being a uh, sports fan and better. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here till 4 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check out FullTimeFantasy.com. Got my stock watch article up, looking at players with their stock up and stock down and what to do with them. And head on over to PlayFFWC.com. We have our $35 starter leagues available now. $35 and you get... A best ball draft for football. It's a lot of fun. Four-hour clocks. They're very affordable. 95% payout, which is the highest anywhere. First place is $200 or 
an entry into the 2020 online championship, which is valued at 299. Uh, and it's also uh, you get on the road to the world championships by winning your starter league. So you can win an entry into the online championship. Uh, so 15 days left of May Madness where you put down your deposit for the world championships and you get a, uh, uh, into the drawing for a free entry where you can qualify for the world championships. That is valued at 1795 bucks with an opportunity to win six digits. So all you got to do is deposit $200 today. So there's 15 days left. So make sure you get in there now and join us out in Vegas at the Palms for the first uh, weekend of the NFL season where we'll have a lot of drafts. We'll watch football together. It is so much fun. I'll be out there, so come by, and we'll hang out. We'll have some drinks, we'll watch football, and we'll enjoy the time in Vegas. The Raptors went three full minutes without scoring in the fourth quarter last night. Did you see that coming? Did you get in on the easy money? Go to pointsbet.com grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account and enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the New York Giants minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Got uh, several games going on here in the afternoon. Always good for afternoon baseball here on a Thursday. And so much going on in baseball right now. A lot of injuries, the call-ups. It's really going to be a fun week in fab. Uh, I suggest you start putting in your bids like today and tomorrow. Get a head start uh, because we already know a lot of the players that are going to be heavily bid on these prospects coming up. So kind of just get it in there in the queue. Save yourself some time, especially if you're in multiple leagues. Uh, but looking at games this afternoon, we got the uh, Nationals leading the Mets 7-4 after seven innings. A couple of injuries for the Mets. Michael Conforto left after colliding with Robinson Cano uh, as he went headfirst into Cano's shoulder. He seemed to be okay. He was a little groggy, but they obviously took him out the game to be cautious. And Jeff McNeil left with some abdominal tightness as well. So a couple of injuries there for the Mets. Uh, Michael Conforto hit a three-run homer in this game before exiting uh, his ninth of the year. And Zach Wheeler had a shaky first inning where he allowed four runs, five hits, and two walks. He did settle down after that, but he did allow a two-run homer later on to Gerardo Parra. So overall, not a good line for him today. Six innings, 11 hits, six runs, two walks, six Ks. ERA's at 4.85. And for some reason, he's really struggled against the Nationals this year. He's had three bad starts against them. But, you know, a lot of the underlying numbers are really good for Wheeler, so uh, I would be looking to buy low on him. And if I had him, I'd just stay patient. And I do have him in two pretty important leagues. And it sucks, but you just got to stay patient. Gerardo Parra, who recently signed with the Nationals, uh, three for three with three runs, three RBIs. Kurt Suzuki, three for four with two RBIs. Parra's third home run, and he's stolen his third base of the season, getting some playing time with some of the injuries. Anibal Sanchez left today's start after only an inning and a third with hamstring soreness, so he could land on the DL. Eric Fetty came in to replace him, went two and two-thirds, allowed four hits, four runs, no walks, two Ks. Certainly a possibility that he could enter the rotation if Sanchez needs to miss time. The Brewers lead the Phillies 8-3 to three in the top of the eighth inning. And uh, once again, uh, this guy Christian Yelich, yeah, he's pretty good. Two for four, two runs, and two RBIs. He's got two home runs today. 
and he's got a stolen base. 18 homers and nine stolen bases for Christian Yelich, man. Uh, unbelievable. And look, I thought he was going to be very good. I've talked about this story. I hated the third pick this year, and I had the third pick in our GST league. Shout out to Chris Vaccaro owning the Greenwich Street Tavern out in the village. Very good bar and food, so head on over there. So we do football and baseball leagues every year, and I had the third pick, and I just didn't want to go with Jose Ramirez. I didn't want to go with Max Scherzer. Uh, I thought about J.D. Martinez, Acuna, and Yelich. And ultimately, I said, you know what? I like Yelich the most because I think he has the highest floor. He's in a great ballpark. We knew he's been a good hitter. The Miami park definitely took away from him as far as the power. He put it all together last year. And even though he's a guy that doesn't know a lot of fly balls, uh, great home park, good team context. I felt like he had the highest floor, even if he couldn't repeat last year. Well, uh, maybe he surpasses it, but I'm certainly glad I took him. I mean, think about this. He has 18 homers and nine stolen bases here on May 16th. I mean, Yelich is just unbelievable. Batting 338 at 455 OVP, and I also have him in my home keeper league. So uh, I'm sure if we redrafted today, some people might take Yelich one, and I don't know if you can argue with that. I think most people would still go trout, but look what Yelich is doing. Unbelievable. Another great game for him. Ryan Bourne, three for three with two runs. Uh, he's obviously going to be good for as long as he's healthy. You know, he can still hit. There's no question about it. He did get the hamstring scare last week and missed a couple games. Michael Stock has two for four with a run. And Yasmani Grandal, his eighth home run of the year. He's got 23 RBIs, batting 265 with the 356 OBP. I think I only have Grandal in one league. And I love, I've always been a huge fan of Grandal, and I love the signing. It's just I really didn't want to spend on catcher. Like, the highest catcher that I got this year was Wilson Contreras, and that was, like, round 10 in 15-team leagues. Um, got Ramos in one, but I generally didn't pay up for catcher. But I do have Contreras in several leagues, and that's worked out. But uh, Grandal was an easy, a great signing for them. Zach Davies, man, uh, I doubted this guy, and he continues to pitch well uh, in Philadelphia today on the road. Six innings, four, it's three runs, one earned, a walk, and five Ks. Zero is 1.54. We all know he's not this good, but... He's finding a way to get it done, even though he doesn't throw that hard. Uh, Gene Segura hit another home run. That's two days in a row now. He's homered. He's got four on the season and, you know, batting 314. He's going to give you good average, stolen bases, runs. And, you know, maybe he gets 20 home runs in the park this year uh, because of that uh, playing in Philadelphia, one of the better parks he's played in. Also, uh, with the ball and the environment, he certainly could get there. And they changed the lineup around today. They moved Bryce Harper to the two spot. Segura to three as Bryce Harper just continues to struggle. He's one for three with a run today, batting only 222 on the season. He's striking out a lot more and swinging on a lot of bad pitches. Zach Eflin, who's pitched really well this year, not the greatest start today, but it's going to happen. Milwaukee's a, a team that you really don't want to go against, especially in favorable pitching environments like Philadelphia. Eflin, five innings, seven hits, four runs, two walks, seven Ks, and allowed a home run. His ERA is at 289 here on the season. So at least you got the seven Ks out of him, but he will uh, not get the win today. The A's are beating the crap out of the Tigers. It is now 15-0 Oakland. Josh Fegley is fifth home run. Jerickson Profar is fifth. Marcus Simeon is fifth. And Matt Olson is third. Matt Olson two for five with two runs and an RBI. Uh, Profar is driven in four. Fegley is driven in four. Look, this is phenomenal news for Matt Olson owners. And I have Olson in Tout Wars, NFBC uh auction league and I was concerned I mean we've seen this before when you come off a broken hamate bone the guys that we've seen in the past it takes a while for that power to come back and Olsen's hit three home runs 
over the last uh, five games or so. I think he homered Sunday and Monday or Sunday and Tuesday. But it's three home runs in like the past five games. So uh, Olsen was drafted for power. You know, you weren't going to get a great average. You weren't going to get stolen bases. This was a guy you were hoping to hit 35 home runs because uh, we know the power is legit. And the fact that he's already hit th- that power uh, so quickly is just huge news for Matt Olsen owners. Uh, so that's a real positive thing to see there. And Chris Bassett, you know, talked about him a couple weeks ago. I really wanted to pick him up in my NFBC auction, but uh, was outbid. I did get him in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, and I've been using him. Uh, he's been terrific. Eight scoreless innings today, four hits, two walks, seven Ks. Now has a 1.93 ERA on the season. Uh, we've seen the velocity up for him. And, you know, this was a favorable matchup here against Detroit. You want your pitcher in there against Detroit whenever you can. Uh, but he he's looked really good this year. And uh, health has been an issue for him in the past. But what you do now is you just keep him in there uh, unless he has a real terrible matchup, you know, He's gone against uh, Detroit, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh over his last few, and he's taken advantage. So now, over his last 15 and two-thirds innings, three runs and 16 strikeouts. So, uh, you know, he's going to get Houston, obviously, in that division. That's probably one, uh, unless it's in Oakland, you probably don't want to use him. But if it's two-star week, you might have to. But he's pitching very well right now. So he he might still be available on the waiver wire in 10 or 12-team leagues, and I think even in a 10-team, you probably pick him up. There's a lot of injuries out there right now with starting pitching, and he's rolling. Um, and you don't think of him as a 10-team guy, but I think uh, the way he's pitching, you do it. Texas leads the Royals 10-1 to in the top of the eighth. Obviously, Willie Calhoun, another home run for him today. Um, look, if he continues to hit, he'll, he'll stay in the lineup, uh, and they're going to have to rotate and give these guys a day off. But his price just went up, so... You have to take that into consideration. All these guys that come up, Austin Riley, Homer, uh, Nicky Lopez, a couple of hits yesterday. We haven't seen Mercado do anything yet, but uh, we'll see what Brendan Rodgers does. But a lot of these guys getting the job done. Uh, Rugnet Odor just hit his fourth home run. I wrote about Rugnet Odor in the stock watch today. His numbers have been terrible. What do you do with Odor? Go to fulltimefantasy.com and you'll find out my thoughts uh, on what to do with Odor. Joey Gallo is 13th home run. So... Uh, Texas uh, really taking it to the Royals today. Gallo now up to 264 on the season. Uh, Danny Santana playing shortstop with Andrew, uh, Elvis Andrews out. And Santana, you know, he got the opportunity to play. It was good. You're like, oh, Doris coming back. Okay, they put him at first base. Guzman comes back. Andrews goes down. Now Santana. So Santana, he won't go away. So if you added him several weeks ago and you held on, uh, you're getting a benefit because he's playing and uh, he is producing. So uh, Texas getting the job done today. Lance Lynn the beneficiary of all these runs, seven innings, six hits, one run, a walk, and five Ks. He's got a 4.94 ERA. To me, he's a streamer. And, you know, Kansas City, they're still a, they're a pesky lineup. They have a lot of speed, but they don't have a lot of pop. And it is a lineup that I'm still not scared of. Even though I like a lot of their bats, you know, Whit Merrifield up top, I've been wrong about him. I didn't think he was worth the second-round price, and it looks like he is. Nicky Lopez, two for two today, so he's off to a 455 start. Mondesi, has got 15 steals. He had two yesterday. Gordon is hitting well. Hunter Dozier's hitting 313. Solaire's got the pop. So it's really not a bad top six, but it's not one that you're scared of. I think you can throw your pitchers against them and stream against them. Homer Bailey, bad start today. There was a glimmer of hope for me for a little bit, and then I said, you know what? Uh, I had that two-start week, and he sucked. I said, okay, uh, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore, man. I'm like Kramer in the contest. I'm out. I'm not dealing with Homer Bailey anymore. Uh, let's take a look at some of the lineups. Again, we don't have a big slate today. 
Uh, 6.10 p.m. Eastern, the Orioles taking on Cleveland. It'll be Dan Straley against Trevor Bauer. For the Orioles, Jonathan VR leading off at short. Dwight Smith in left field batting second. Trey Mancini's in right field hitting third. Chris Davis clean up at first base. Stevie Wilkerson in center field hitting fifth. Renato Nunez, the DH, hitting sixth. Rio Ruiz at third base hitting seventh. Pedro Severino is the catcher hitting eighth. Hanser Alberto at second base hitting ninth. For the Indians, Francisco Lindor, the shortstop, leading off. Jason Kipnis at second base hitting second. Carlos Santana's at first base hitting third. Carlos Gonzalez is the DH hitting cleanup. Jose Ramirez at third base hitting fifth. Jake Bowers in left field hitting sixth. Jordan Luplo in right field hitting seventh. Leonis Martin in center field hitting eighth. And Roberto Perez at catch running ninth. Like, why do you have Carlos Gonzalez in there? You just called up Mercado. Uh, and why is he not playing? I, I don't understand this. I mean, Carlos Gonzalez really doesn't have anything left. We saw his home road splits at Coors. I don't know why they're doing it. And you hit Gonzalez fourth. Uh, certainly perplexing to me. Cubs playing the Reds. Jose Quintana against Luis Castillo, who's been dominant. Tough assignment today. Cubs have been pretty hot lately. Kyle Schwarber leading it off in left field. Chris Bryant's at third base, hitting third. Once again, no Anthony Rizzo. So he's been dealing with the back tightness. He's out again. So if you were in an NFPC league or ones where you can change your line on Monday to Thursday and you sat him, it worked out for you. If you played him, you're going to get no games out of him. Daniel Descasso at second base, hitting third. Javier Baez at short, hitting cleanup. Wilson Contreras at catcher, hitting fifth. Victor Caratini at first base, batting sixth. Jason Hayward in right field, hitting seventh. Albert Armour in center field hitting eighth, and Jose Quintana on the mound batting ninth. For the Reds, Nick Senzel in center field leading off. Joey Votto at first base hitting second. Eugenio Suarez at third base hitting third. Yasiel Puig in right field hitting cleanup. He had the walk-off hit in extra innings last night to win it for the Reds. Jose Iglesias, who homered yesterday, and this guy is hit. And now he's hitting fifth in the lineup at shortstop today. Jesse Winker in left field hitting sixth. Kurt Casale, the catcher, hitting seventh. Jose Peraza is back in the lineup, I guess, with the lefty. They give Derek Teacher today off. But you got to be concerned as a Peraza owner right now. And that's a guy that I pimped up, pimped out hard before the year. And I've been wrong on him, man. And uh, I did get him in two leagues. But uh, I really thought he was going to be good after his second half last year. And it hasn't worked out. And you just got to hope that when he does get the opportunity to play, that he can string some hits together. But Derek Dietrich's been on fire. I remember Scooter Jeanette's going to be back soon. And they uh, seem intent on playing Iglesias at short, who's hit. So it's not good news for Jose Peraza owners. Cardinals in Atlanta. Adam Wainwright against Julio Tehran. Matt Carpenter at third base. Paul Goldschmidt at first. Paul DeYoung at short. Marcel Ozuna's in left. Jose Martinez in right, hitting fifth. Yadier Molina's the catcher, hitting sixth. Dexter Fowler in center field, so no Harrison Bader again. Colton Wong's at second base. And Adam Wainwright on the mound for the Cardinals tonight. Ronald Acuna. He's in center field leading off. Dansby Swanson's at short, hitting second. Freddie Freeman's at first base, hitting third. Josh Donaldson's at third base, hitting cleanup. Nick Markakis in right field, hitting fifth. Austin Riley, who homeward in his major league debut yesterday, he's in left field, hitting sixth. Brian McCann behind the plate, hitting seventh. And Ozzy Albies dropped to the eighth spot, like last year. Great April, slumping in May. He's hitting eighth. Julio Toronto on the mound, batting ninth. The Blue Jays in Chicago to take on the White Sox. Marcus Stroman against Dylan Covey. For the White Sox, Lurie Garcia playing shortstop today leading off. Yoan Moncada's at third base hitting second. Jose Abreu's at first base hitting third. Yonder Alonso, the DH hitting cleanup. Wellington Castillo is the catcher hitting fifth. Nicky Delmonico's in left field hitting sixth. Yomar Sanchez at second base hitting seventh. Charlie Tilson in center field hitting eighth. Ryan Cordell in right field batting ninth as Tim Anderson 
gets the day off today. The Twins in Seattle will be Michael Pineda against Eric Swanson. And the Pirates, they're taking on the Pirates uh, Padres. It'll be Trevor Williams against Eric Lauer. So only a four-game slate tonight. you got the two 6 o'clock games, so the sites really don't include those. But a lot of news going on today, a lot of injuries, all these prospects coming up. So, uh, uh, again, Anthony Rizzo did get a pregame workout today, and they think he's going to return this weekend uh, against the Nationals. So uh, that's some good news there for uh, those that have Anthony Rizzo. And again, Blue Jays option Teoscar Hernandez to the minors. And Adam Pluko is going to start for the Indians on Saturday. So Shane Bieber and Carlos Carrasco are getting pushed back. So Carrasco loses his two-start week. He'll go on Monday, and he'll have a two-start next week. Make sure you check out PlayFFWC.com. We got our $35 best ball drafts. Sign up now. Get in a draft tonight and put in your deposit for May Madness, $200. Get involved in our high-stakes championships. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.